woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Hello, my name is Wesley Hall. I play Brubblestone, the dwarven summoner from Obrimos, and I make the comic Nameless Species, found at namelessspecies.com. Hi, my name is Enzo Comics. I play the forged ranger Roberto from the planet Obrimos. You can find my work at cheerupemokid.com and dungeonconstruction.co. Hi, I'm Olivia. I do the comic Imaging Quest, and I play Earlby, the gunslinging grandma druid from the steampunk planet of Cog. Hi, my name is Jane Zay. I play the human rogue Vasa from the world Menroth, and in my spare time, I make the webcomic The Pigeon Gazette and Genji Cat, and I enjoy long walks on the beach. You can find my comics on my Instagram, The Pigeon Gazette. Hi, my name is Megan McKay. I play Tin, who is a gunslinging fighter from the world of Cog. And my comic is Doodle for Food, which you can read on Webtoons every Thursday and Friday, or just on my Instagram. Since arriving in the past, the World Walkers have taken a different approach to time travel. Wesley was absent last game, so let's join him as he learns what happened in his absence in Season 3, Episode 36, Needed. Does everyone remember what happened last time? Do you guys need a recap? I Wesley, how do you remember? I need a recap. I need a recap. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. So, I remember jumping through the portal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, in the last game, uh, the group had managed to jump through the portal. Ertlebe had convinced the guardian to hear you, hear you all out. And there was, uh, there's a bit of a break because, uh, Vasa had gone off to ponder things on her own while the group kind of dealt with the guardian and this, uh, newer Tompkins, this younger Tompkins, the Tompkins from your time had been ripped back, apparently back to the present. The Chrono Mental did not want the both of them to exist at the same time. So while Vasa was off um, sorting through things on her own, the rest of the group had kind of gone and talked to Tompkins, not not too heavy, but then had all kind of uh, built up to a fireside chat where the group uh, skillfully and perfectly remembered all of the events of the previous uh, games. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like last episode was a great place for all the new fans to come in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Where we've perfectly described what happened last yep. game. Um, all through the rest. <laughs> and so the group um, was very informative of what had happened, but this seemed to have, it, it seems to have had an effect on uh, past Tompkins, who uh, took the time to kind of leave the fireside chat um, with Eleanor and once speaking to him afterwards, the group had kind of talked about like, well, let's, let's figure, I, th- I might get this part wrong a little bit, but like the group had kind of decided, let's, let's talk with him. And he said, I'm willing to talk, but there's nothing you're going to say to convince me it, to convince me to risk Eleanor because the the group had to let it be known that 
um, Eleanor dies on Rolanus. And so he seems adamant to not let that happen. There was a bit of a discussion. And then coming back to Vasa, Vasa had taken the time to speak to the Guardian. And by the end of their conversation had learned uh, somewhat comically <laughs> that the group had told Tompkins everything. And she was like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> and so she's on her way back. And uh, it seems like uh, last we left off, I think the group is coming together to have their big talk about what to do next. So most of you uh, are still in, I believe you were in Tompkins uh, small little house. So you're still kind of having your moment discussing. And then uh, is it fair to uh, say Jane or uh, Jane, is it fair to say that uh, Vasa opens the door at this moment? Yes. She'll probably uh, have headed towards the fire and or whatever and found the tent and burst in at this point. The, the door flies open. And then uh, Vasa makes her entrance. Yeah, and she's a she's a cranky, uh, disheveled looking person, kind of snapped out of the middle of her moping session. And she's got twigs on her, leaves on her, and she's obviously exhausted because she just kind of like made a mad dash to this area. And she's like in between. Yeah, she's like, what? Stop talking! You stop talking to him. What have they told you? And you know, and and like that. And Tompkins looks up. He's like, we're having a really good conversation, actually. Yeah? About Yeah. About uh, what? About a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the future. I'm really glad you guys They're lying? You know, what 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 have you told what do what have you told him? And he kinda grabs Eleanor's hand while you guys are talking. What what have you what have you told him? I mean, for starters, we told him that we're from the future. And that we're uh, hunting for the shots. Fair enough. And we might be an oddball team. But <laughs> I was like, I'm not hearing anything I don't like. Still <laughs> 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 laughing in real life because that's possibly like Tin. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I think we mentioned basically everything we've done with him. And then I think at some point he might have wanted to know where Eleanor was. And then I think I probably told him she was dead. And then we told him some more about our adventures. What? Okay. Told him. Okay. Hopkins? Yes. How do you... Feel? <laughs> I feel a little sick t- to my stomach, to be honest. I, uh, we came here for a better life, for a better story, and I don't like the way this one turns out. Um, and what are your plans now? And he looks at Eleanor and, um, she says, We're leaving. Nope, nope, n- nope, nope. Um, so, Tompkins. They just uh, exchange looks like. What? She's, imagine she was like slapping her like her upper thigh in like frustration. And she was like, Thighs of steel. Thighs of steel. Uh, yeah, literally. Uh, she's <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, no, Tompkins, listen, listen, listen to me. You, you need to stay here and continue your future here. You need to. I don't know what, you know what? What did you tell him about how Eleanor dies? I mean, what did you even say about Eleanor? Uh, 
about I Eleanor's D E A T H. I mean, we basically don't know anything at spell. all. Um, but I, I, I can <laughs> speculate she might drown. She might get horribly ill. She, she could might... die happily of old age. Okay, okay, okay. Tompkins, Tompkins, Tompkins. <laughs> Just, um, you have been listening to... Okay, so... <sighs> not... <laughs> Not a good two hours for me, Tompkins. Um, I just I'm need sorry. you to bear with me. Sure. Um, you need to stay here. I don't know what they've told you about your beloved Eleanor dying on Rolanus, but I promise you that if she died on Rolanus with you, it's because you'd lived a long incredibly happy life here it's not a consequence of staying here it's a consequence of the natural passage of time and a good life led together because when you meet us when you meet us despite the 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 decades of of time on you that have affected your memories despite all of that erasure you somehow still hold on to these incredibly loving, full memories of Eleanor. That's what you hold on to throughout it all. And for that to be there, you could not have had any sort of traumatic conclusion with your Eleanor. You never go into detail of it because you treasure her so much, but everything you let leak to us leads me to confidently promise you that if you take Eleanor away from here, you are denying her a long, happy life with you. It is not a fault of yours that you outlive her. It is because you are destined for far greater things almost a century or uh, almost a century down the line when you meet us. It is no fault of yours. And uh, Eleanor speaks up and she says, here's, and she looks at Tompkins, here's the problem with this though. When you guys got here, you guys came here with Tompkins. That's what I just said. I said he outlived you. But he doesn't look that old. Yeah, because he was in the dream world. It's really loopy there. Didn't we, didn't we, you didn't guys didn't cover the dream world? You just like leapt straight to her death? That's what you did? You're like, oh, hey, skip dream world. Just go yeah. to your wife dying. That's what you guys did? Mm-hmm. So, Tompkins, the cool thing is that we actually don't know much about you. So we're, they don't um, know much about you, Tompkins, but I do know that you part of your destiny is to literally be handpicked by the king of dreams to build his kingdom. And you spend and you should see the universe, the world that you've built there. Everybody knows to come to you to build their home in the dream world. And part of the side effects of being in such a fantastical world is that. Nobody is bound. Nobody is bound to any age or physical form. And somehow through it all, you just physically became to appear younger. We always knew that you were much older than your appearance let on. And she, and, and so then looks at Eleanor like, that's why. It's not because we picked a younger Tompkins. It's because we picked a Tompkins as an age so far in the dreaming world. He's actually assumed a more youthful form. Kind of ponders it for a second, and he says, He's destined for great things, Eleanor. But first, 
first he gets to live a full loving life with you here. You you have a life here. And that seems to have kind of hit her a little more. And she's really kind of like kind of turning it over in her head. But Tompkins only takes about a half moment and he says, you seem like nice people. But I'm not willing to roll the dice on this. And besides, and he points to Ertleby, he's like, we already said we would talk it all out, but I wasn't going to risk Eleanor's death. And she was on board. Yes, I, I am on board. Yeah. So there's no harm in talking about stuff. Talking isn't going to get us back to our time. How are you guys going to get there? I think. Ah, you can't use words. And he kind of smiles. (laughs) 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 And then, like, Eleanor gives him a little high five. They're like, yeah. Got her. Tid is like. (laughs) They look very happy together. (laughs) (laughs) Tin is just. She looks back at buses. (laughs) All right, back to you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, how old is the Tompkins that we know? He must be like hundreds of years old. Like, how old do um, hundreds of years old? I'm Quintel. I'm I'm not like a dwarf or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, you don't, you're not not supposed to live that long. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I mean, like, generally speaking, (laughs) the wind is telling you. (laughs) <laughs> Eleanor, as in Vassi, like the average lifespan of Vassi your race. Up and Vassi is like Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Tompkins is going to change his path because he loves you, and I respect mm-hmm. that. She kind of cuddles up. But I promise you that part of his destiny is to join us in a fight to save worlds. Not a not a town, not a city, not one world, a world. And if he takes you away from here and he stops his path here, I promise you, whichever path you take, whichever world you go to, whichever family you start will become inconsequential because it will be consumed by the fight with the nightmares in the future that will not be stopped because Tomkins is not there part of the battle. So he can take you and run, but whatever loving family or world you grow together with, it will be destroyed because he did not fulfill his destiny to help in the fight. Tomkins folds his arms and he's like, how far into the future are you guys from again? Almost a thousand years. And he says, so, the nightmare starts showing up on your watch. I don't think that part's true. Eleanor's not going to watch a world fall apart in nightmares. Oh, I get it. So you only care about her, but you don't care about your children's children. You don't care about your great-grandchildren. You don't really care about your line. You're just a very in-the-moment kind of thinker, huh? And he That's kind of made baby boomer, boomer of you. He, How very baby boomer of you. Well, he stands, yeah. up, <laughs> he stands up at that and he says, yeah, I love my wife more than anything. And uh, he looks around and he kind of like, she's going to say something and he says, hold on. I don't pretend to be a rational man when it comes to my wife. There is nothing I won't do and nothing I won't sacrifice for her. I left an entire life behind because of the things that we faced on her world of cog. Yeah, 
you, you, I'm gonna be really honest with you. I doesn't make. I've never claimed to be a hero. I don't sacrifice like all of you must have sacrificed. I don't pretend to be. Uh, you, you tell me I have a destiny. I don't know that. All I know is that, as great as it sounds to be a a moment in a grand story about the the saving of the multiverse, I you like I said, you all seem like great people. I I'm sure and that you're in the, the middle of something. And this is the man you want to be to Eleanor. This is the man you want to be to Eleanor. You think you're so grand, sacrificing the universe and the worlds for her, but all you are a coward. And Eleanor stands up at that, and she's like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you talk to him like that. You guys need to sort your stuff out. We're going to have our own conversation, but I'm not going to stand here and listen to you call my husband a coward. That's what you he is. You don't know what he's been. That's that, what he is. And she says, we're, all, we're done here. And she grabs uh, Tompkins' hand, and they walk out. And the door slams. And Vasa just, she just storms out. She's so done. She's so done. Shit. As just, as Vasa is storming out, Bromosan would finally, like, speak up and say, you have to know when a battle's lost, Vasa. Is that before she leaves, you mean? And we did lose. We did lose, didn't we? No. Everything that we were fighting for, we've lost at this point. Here we are, almost a thousand years before we were ever born, after all of the we've lost of all the people who've died in our lives, all the people who are wait- waiting for us, and here we are. We've lost. We've you, lost. That's it is, right? And then she storms out. She's not listening. For someone who's lived more than one timeline, she sure does not seem to understand it. Vasa, you, you, you throw the door open, and you walk out, and then you kind of bump into somebody as you walk out. He's a, he's a short little halfling of a person. He's a bit round and wears a handlebar mustache. He brings with him a twinkle in his eye that's one part honest and two parts mischievous. What he lacks in size, he makes up for in voice. Uh, his walk, as much as you saw of it anyway, uh, seems pretty jovial. And as soon as you bump into him, he kind of like lets out a nice laugh that he looks like he's trying to share with you. And he goes, well, hey, what's going on? It's more of you. And this just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> more mirth, more excitement, one's love. I certainly hope so. And he kind of tries to jog gonna, along with Boss you. Boss is actually going to go stalk. Um, she's going to go into full sneak mode and stalk the departing uh, Tompkins and, and is it, Eleanor. Well, oh, you're getting all low to the ground. And, you know, you go ahead and do you. You, you do you. I'm not. <laughs> that ain't, that's not That's not me. That's not That's not me there, and that's not me here. All right, you go ahead. And he just kind of wanders off. <laughs> uh, can you give me a stealth roll? 30. I'm not rolling against that. Well, pretty stealth. Sounds like you roll your d20 and it fucking shatters. It's like, all right, <laughs> <you> gotta... <laughs> we just uh, get blown over. <laughs> but yeah, you you do. Uh, you're able to track them effortlessly. But uh, in the meanwhile, back at uh, Tompkins' house that he he just lost. <laughs> he just left. <laughs> <laughs> He's left. Yeah. You, you know you've done good when you've made someone so mad they left. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have to take this. <laughs> wanders off. Like he doesn't tell you to get out. He just yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, that's total Tompkins, right? He's just like, like, like oh, we yeah? just start settling into his yeah. house. So Brummelson would look at the group and be like, I feel clearly there's a disconnect. <laughs> I think we're going to need a new plan. What I do know is that 
timelines don't exist on this world, but they exist on Oprimos. And we have someone who's lived at least vicariously in the past of Oprimos, if I understand correctly. If she ever storms back. <laughs> he says, looking at the door. So we should go to Obrimos then. Yeah. If we can. I think if we want to get to where we're going, we'll that need to sense. we'll need to we'll need to go to Obrimos. We'll need to venture into the gray. So in the past we've only ever been able to walk the world with the assistance of Tompkins. Do we still need him now? My understanding from what I've read is that we can walk the tunnels. It would be helpful to have a guide. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get Tompkins to be that guy. And to be fair, the man we've met, the Tompkins we've met, was shattered and broken. He was confused and heartbroken. And perhaps we have set him on a brighter timeline. Can I roll to take a shot of bow and arrow at Eleanor? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No! Okay. So I'm stalking the pair, and Vasa is like, sh- you have to understand, she's in a very, also a very shattered place right now, right? Because her whole, her whole identity as a leader has just been rapidly crumpled beneath her. She's, she's very harshly feeling the fact that she failed a mission, she failed her team. And here, here in her face is a smug little mustachio Tompkins being like, I love Eleanor, I don't care about the universe. Despite everybody that's died, despite everybody, everybody they've had to cut their way through, every sacrifice they've made on their soul to get to this point. And here he is being like, I just love my wife too much. Sorry. So there's definitely a part of her that's not necessarily doing this for the mission. She's doing this because she's feeling very spiteful very angry and spiteful and she notches her bow and she takes aim at the soft waddling back of Eleanor. They were just walking to the campfire to go sit and talk. So yeah, it's wide open. Yeah, and it's wide open and she's like, she has her in her sights and like you can tell there's like a few months where she's just kind of breathing and there's there's sort of like two emotions warring on her shoulders one is just like, fuck you, Tompkins. Like, fuck you so hard. And, and and grief, too. Grief, because she's like, well, no matter what happens now, like, the timeline's fucked. Like, we, we're never going to get the future Tompkins. We're never going to get anything. And then a part of it is, like, trying to persuade herself, being like, well, you know, maybe if she dies, he'll no longer have the motivation to leave Rolanis. And then... I'm getting that dice. Um... And then at the last second, she unnotches her arrow. Oh, God. I'm so so scared. And she slowly lowers it down. Because a part of her thinks it's been too soon after the confrontation. And it would be an arrow to the back. Tompkins would know where it comes from. She would have to die naturally in some way, in some kind of she accident. She's a poison dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Natural like, poison. She, like it's it's not any sort of it's it's really not a sense of like empathy that finally kicks in. It's a sense of like her death would have to appear like an accident. Otherwise, there's no chance he would stay here or help us in the future. So she tucks away her arrow and she turns around and returns to the group. 
as you guys finish that 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 stint, that's when the door uh, opens and Vasa walks back in. Hey guys. Um. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> uh, so Tin Tin has listened to. She kind of acknowledges Vasa, but I think she wants to work towards talking this out and like everyone coming and going. So she just addresses Brummelstone and and is like, you know, we may have set him on a brighter timeline, but. Uh, and I don't, I don't disagree that, you know, perhaps we should try and find a way back to the future. I was like, but if we can't convince Tompkins somehow in the future to stick to his, his path, uh, despite the changes in his life, if we can't somehow convince him to remember to try and, you know, help us when we need it, I fear that all the effort we go to to return to the future uh, will be in vain for what we need to accomplish. So I think, while I agree with that plan, I think we might need to discuss more with Tompkins in a way that might be more convincing to him to aid us. And I like where your thoughts are, but I will say as a man who's been in love, who's, and I will ask you as someone who, if you were told that you could stop Nina's death, would you care of the repercussions? Would you be able to? And he would look over to Ertl, but he would say, if you could stop Otto's death, would you be told, would you care of the repercussions? The man is not thinking rationally. That's a battle we haven't won, but I have a plan. And it's smart, but I think we all need to think of what our next move is. And where we need to move. Because we can also bring ourselves a brighter timeline. We can also bring ourselves a better world. We have a saying on Obrimos. A broken timeline can't be fixed. A fixed timeline can't be broken. We have an opportunity to make sure this time is never broken with our own actions, regardless of Tompkins. Tompkins was a piece of the puzzle, but he wasn't the solution. He was a tool. His memories, more so, were a tool. His timeline was a tool. Tools can be replaced. We can fix I it. Saw, I saw one of the little guys when I was stepping out. We're done. We're replacing him. <laughs> I'm going to go find that guy. Perfect. He goes, uh, and then Brummelstein would say, I also have some other plans. We're going to need more bodies. <laughs> I'm and he, looked at, he would look at Vasa I don't and he know would that say, got me so much. It's, it's good. <laughs> Grab another one. I have another, oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, yep, yep. Vasa I mean. Kinda, okay. Hey, where's the? What's, Trony, what's, Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> so, like, she pops her head out of the tent. Murphy. Yeah. He's actually, he, he never moved. He, he, you walked right by him when you came in, and then you walked out back out, and he's like, <laughs> oh, hey there. It's like a hand, it's like, it's almost like comical. Like, you just see a hand shoot out from the tent, clamp down in the shoulders, and just pull him in. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm naked. And he just, <laughs> just gets like, sucked right in. Uh, I hope that time, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> I'm <laughs> And he kind of just, just like, like stumbles in. And just like, she just like plants a whole, like a hard hand on the shoulder, holding it. Meet our new, meet our new hobbit. Halfling. 
whatever you are. Well, what's a what's a half? What, what, half one? I don't. I don't think I'm half of Dorf, anything. Um, Quintel. Dorf, man, that's Dorf. A, man, Quintel. Yeah, you, you know, I got time. Go ahead. Just just keep going through it. I like him already. He's accommodating, flexible thinking. There we go. I, I'm I'm a man that fits into where he's needed. Well, I don't, don't, I don't know what this is, but what's your I, name? I, I, my name Gunther. Hi, Gunther. Oh Who am I, I talking to? The wind. Stop it. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just downright cruel. If we're gonna get along, you can't. Wait, you all ventriloquist? I, I I ruffle all the curtains in in the house. <laughs> oh, you magicians! Yeah. Uh, you want to become a magician too? Brummelstone Gunther? would look at Gunther. Can he tell anything about Gunther? Uh, the only thing you would notice, um, Gunther is wearing some sort of medallion, but it's kind of half tucked in to his uh, shirt. And he says, "So, what are y'all doing in someone else's house? Is that that's that's weird, right?" Uh, Erdlebe would move towards Gunther. I'm like, Hi. look at him really closely. Hey there, young lady. She'd size him up. She'd be like, are you prepared to do whatever it takes to prevent torment from taking the world? Even if it's not your world, even if it's a future world, to save the lives of countless innocents? Can I answer your question with a question or would that, would that be rude of me? Go ahead. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Brummelstone would would saddle up and shake his hand, uh, or put out a hand. Say, I'm Brummelstone Hammerstorm. It's a pleasure to meet you, Gunther. That's four syllables, one man, one name. I like it. What's going on? My name is Gunther. Gunther. It's a strong name. Right? Uh. I wish I'd have picked it out myself. That was my mama. My mama had about seven different names she could have chosen. And I don't know why she ever stuck on Gunther. I think that she probably felt Gunther. She saw me. She thought Gunther. She saw me. She thought Gunther. She saw me again. She looked at Gunther Gunther, and she said, well, there it is. What What is that beautiful medallion sticking outside of here? I see something stuck here right here now. Well, I, I, I am a man of faith. And he pulls out, uh, this little medallion and, uh, it's a, uh, maybe, just a small little uh, silver pendant, and in the middle there's this expansive tree, and the roots of the tree kind of sink back in and help make the circle that uh, is inside the pendant. And he the goes, dreaming tree. I don't, I don't like to brag, but I, I'm friends with a man upstairs named Knox. You heard of him? I have. Oh no, he's a goody two shoes. All my shoes are good, honey. Also <laughs> <laughs> takes her hand off off him. No, they're actually. Tell me a little bit about your connection with Knox. Uh sure, sure. Uh I'm I'm a dreamer. I think we're all dreamers, but I, I lucid I, dreamer? What's you can a lucid control dreamer? your dreams. Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, fancy term that means I don't control my dreams. That's silly, sir. No, I walk my dreams. Oh <gasps> well, we, you, too. You we too. We too. We also y'all need to stop that. That's getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a person. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse me. Uh, this is Tin, a forged. I'm not sure if you've ever met one. Vasa, a human. Slightly rude, but when you say forged, okay. that means you made her. Or that what does that mean? Yeah. So forged are composed, and then this would be like a four course. Like so, <laughs> this is where 
Brumblestone would talk like Tompkins talks about how yeah. excited the Forged are. Yeah, and the he's forged- he's questioned back. Like, if you guys let him, these two are going to go back and forth for a while. He's like, well, now let me get this straight. And he's like talking back and forth, questions. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he walks over to Tin and goes, so what about this right here? And like, just like tap something. And <laughs> Tin knocks his hand away. <laughs> oh, all right. Spaces. I get it. <laughs> So what to say that is, is that a forged are uh, powered by an elemental stone, usually, such as this one, which he and pulled out. Tin, is that, uh, Tin, what are you doing to that? What? What do you, what do you, what's your response to when he says that? On some worlds. That's true. Thank you. Uh, at least on the world I'm familiar with. Now, have, have you walked the rounds per chance? <laughs> what, what is, I never heard of those. What are those? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, we'll get to that. Anyway, so what do you got? And then he just changed the subject right away. <laughs> so, and then he walks over and he's like, what's up with all the daggers? And he just looks at uh, Vasa. <laughs> They're for killing people I don't like. What? Now, who wouldn't get along with someone like you? Increasingly less people. Because they keep dying or because yes. you walk? <laughs> oh, all right. That's that's fine, too. Now, now so Gunther. I have a question. Are you doing my voice? <laughs> uh, just a that, little bit. It's, you know, this is a whole Guardian of the Galaxy scene you know, here. Yeah, winning, <laughs> no, winning Gilcrest, right? Am I right or am I right? Because sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm right, right. So what, what do you, what's, your, what's, your, what's your cue? I'll give Sir, you a name. Believe, I believe you're right. I believe you're right, right. <laughs> your connection with Knox. Mm-hmm. Son returns to his... Uh, <clears throat> does it grant you... Does it grant you magic? Ah... <laughs> uh, it's a give and take relationship. He gives, I take. He's a giver. I tell you that much. Do you have a moment to speak about him? I oh do God. have a moment. I'm actually, take him out of this tent. Can we? Actually, have a. I do have a moment, and I have, and I have, and I think I can have a use for you, or if you, we would like to have an exchange of ideas. If I understand, Knox is the, is the Lord of Dreams and Stories. He's he's the God of Dreams. The God. Excuse me. Um. You know, I'm You're doing it again. It's so adorable. I, I, it's it's funny, isn't it? I just sink right into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly unless it's hillbilly roots. It is. It's going right back to like Nashville roots with it. So um, you the leader? You're talking a lot. Uh, I'm not leader per se. Oh, which one of y'all is a leader? You start walking away. <laughs> but I feel like I'm influential. I have something I need to ask you, actually, and I have favor I need to ask, and I'm. You seem like the man who likes a good story. I feel like I have a few good stories to tell in exchange. He would start to lead Gunther out of the tent if Gunther would go with him. Sure. Oh, I'll see you guys later, right? Is this okay? Is he's a leader, right? He's a leader? All right, bye. It'll be with Sivasa, who is like still in like kind of a funk, right? Oh yeah, and now she, and she like she was kind of like briefly on a high because she was like really into this idea of completely replacing the fucker Tompkins. Uh, <laughs> but now in exchange, we've gotten another insufferable halfling, and she just kind of just realizes that there's like literally a, an entire race out there that she can't get along with. <laughs> uh, it's what she's coming to realize. And she's like, "This is the worst day of my this is the worst day of my life." Uh, it'll be would sidle up next to Vasa and would say, Vasa, I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question and I don't want you to answer right away. When Vasa did looks the... very tired. <laughs> when did the timeline break? What timeline? 
the, the timeline we're in, the fact that like we're in the past. When we all stepped through that mirror. Not all of us. We'd already stepped through it. There'd yeah, been... all of us went through the mirror. That's why we're all here now. But we'd already changed the future. We'd gone back in time and been seen by the people in Everybody this Everybody will be dead by the time it comes forward. And Tom's is going to lose his memory. It'll be like we were never here. And this is where you and I differ. I think even a slight change in the past. Well, certainly telling Tomkins his wife was going to die will have dramatic impact. I agree with you there, grandmother. Over a thousand years, though, the construction workers that saw us, that change would be as big as a change like telling Tompkins Eleanor is dead. No, grandmother, I disagree. I think maybe telling <laughs> Tompkins that his wife is going to die and knowing that Tompkins is going to live on forever will have more lasting effects than the temporary appearance of us in front of insignificant background supporting characters who will die very soon. <laughs> and she- These NPCs didn't even get a name! <laughs> They're not important! Even, even, the, even the guardian we met, Grandmother, she will be dead by the time we appear. Only Tomkins will last through it all. Only the knowledge of, her, of Eleanor's death will have impact moving forward. Oh, but people affect so many other people during the time they're alive. And those people affect other people who continue to live. Grandmother, are are you trying to reassure me or are you trying to deflect blame from yourself? Because I don't blame you, Grandmother. I don't blame the team. I blame myself and I blame Tompkins. That's that's it. You're wrong to blame anyone. No, I'm definitely right. I'm definitely right to blame myself and Tompkins. Okay. Because Tompkins is a little shit. I think if you watch carefully, you'll be amazed at how your little actions propagate in huge ways going forward. Oh, I can think of an action that's going to propagate in huge ways. Just something to think about, Vasa. Oh, I'm thinking and about it. Ertlebee would go back and like start polishing her three guns that are strapped to her in a very metal way. <laughs> Um, uh, Roberta would have followed Brummelstone and Gunther out to wherever they went. You watch the door slam open. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's you, Enzo, it's you. <laughs> Plot twist. Can, can Vasa prowl the house and just kind of look at it, see what's, what's in there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, snooping around, kind of peeking through there. There's surprisingly little. There's like, um, there's two combs, one small, one big. Uh, there's a pair of sandals they look like. She accidentally drops the big one and breaks it by stepping on it. Oh, I'm sorry. Out of my hand. <laughs> uh, I'm repeatedly ha- stomping on it. My bad. While that's happening, Tin is uh, walked out to go find and sit with uh, Tompkins and Eleanor, wherever they are. Yeah, they're by the fire. So you walk out and you can see Brummelstone having a conversation with uh, the halfling. And then you can see, um, yeah, Eleanor and Tompkins sitting by the fire. And then you, yeah. So you make your approach. It's like, are you going to just watch them or are you going to go like hang out with them? I'm going to go sit with them. Okay. So you sit down and they kind of look up and they look like they've been having a pretty heavy conversation. And, uh, they're kind of quiet when you approach. And Eleanor says, Hey, 
Um, might I, might I join you around the fire? There's been a lot going on today and I could use a place to sit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tompkins kind of leans forward and he says, uh, how, how are you holding up? You know, funny thing is I was going to ask you the same thing. And they look at each other and they say, we're, we're okay. We're okay. Good. Lasa okay. leaves a boot print by kicking their bed. Tin's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going to kind of watch the fire for a little bit and kind of think about things for a little bit. She's not sure exactly what to say yet. So, um, yeah, Gunther and uh, Brummels would have been, I guess, in a just good conversation. Yeah. Um, and then Roberto kind of fills the air around you. And uh, Gunther's like, it's getting cold out. It's my brother. <laughs> Your brother's the wind? You're, wait, are you related to the southern wind? Yes. Ah. <laughs> That's Roberto. We come from Oprimos. Another world. All right. Sure. <laughs> I actually could you help me with something and I'm glad you came Roberto because you're needed for this too <clears throat> yeah I, I have many kind of smiles and he's like I don't want to tell you guys this because I didn't know you think I was going to be weird or not but I, I had a dream that I was helping you so uh, prophecy am I right it must Whoa. be from your good friend Knox <laughs> we keep in touch I'm hoping that he gives you some magic or that he can help you because I need to cast this spell. Yeah. Yeah. I need your assistance in it. Let's, let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Vernalston would ask if he could find him a clearing with dirt or if he knew where one was or if he had seen one kind of I mean I feel like it's a construction site so there's probably like yeah, yeah there you can find a little um like an area where it's just kind of like the grass is pushed away yeah so uh Rumblestone says and he would look at the stone of Roberto or kind of look around at the wind he says you know like so where we're going if I understand correctly where the world walkers are going they're gonna need they're gonna need as many bodies. And Tompkins said something to me. And as he's doing this, he's placing down um his two stones. He places one stone to the left, and then he places kind of one stone to the right. And he places his orb in between them and he starts drawing lines kind of in the dirt and making runes and he's like kind of explaining as he's doing. He's like Tompkins said something to me. Past Tompkins, not this Tompkins. And he said you want a body or a Borto? You know, he's just kind of drawing out with a stick. Why don't you just use your elemental? And I poo-pooed the idea. But I think I can do it. And then that's when he would look over at Gunther and he goes, but I need someone's help. And he looks around. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in when I think I got a place for this, sure. Okay. Um, he said, and so Brummelstone explains what he's about to do. Yes. So I'm hoping to combine these two. But it takes a lot of magic and it takes a lot of ripping. So I may need any kind of assistance that you can provide. You can do it. 
well, hopefully it will just be support. So he yeah. goes back. So he's made these kind of this these like three large circles around, and there's like runes kind of that he's etched into the dirt, um, and he's placed kind of stones in proper placing. Um, and so his the two stones, um, so Kilrums and Robortos are here, and he kind of looks where he thinks where he feels Roberto, and he says, "Are you ready? And do you accept this?" Me? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, I am ready. And as he <laughs> and as he says that, he he kind of he jumps into the air and crushes his orb and lands his hands on the stones. And the stones and he kind of is calling forth that and he's using essentially the orb as a pathway to bring them in and metal starts shrooning around. Yeah, so basically like at this point um the the stone starts to shake and then bursting forth. I mean, you may and some of this is gonna like you weren't ready for this to act in this way, Brummelstone. But uh, there's this kind of eruption, and then Kilrum kind of explodes into the scene and kind of floats up. And the problem is that when you see him, you don't. It's almost like you've you've caught like his husk is here, but you're not seeing Kilrum himself in there, right? At that point, Brummelstone starts to circle Kilrum in the area that he's created, and his eyes dart back and forth and all around the area, and he seems like he's mapping, he's following something the rest of you can't see. And then without notice, he stops and becomes motionless, and he holds his hands forward, and he's like he's concentrating, and he drops to the ground and traces one more small symbol uh, in the dirt. And as he does... Uh, whatever remnants of the stones that were left there start to fleck away and they kind of etch themselves into the ground uh on the ground a rune made of powdered metal ingrains into the earth and the last of the elemental stones kind of seeps into that rune uh when the circle is complete uh he stands and there's nothing left of the elemental stones the next step of the ritual is personal and spontaneous, and it's Brummelstone's to make. What do you do now, Brummelstone? Um, Brummelstone says, uh, I imagine, and so maybe that, like, the husk, the husk of Kilrum is always composed of metal, and so there's these, like, slight pieces of metal shards opening. And he says, uh, you know, and he looks at the wind and he says, you've always been my brother, you know, like, and we've always been connected by blood. And so he takes a shard, he takes that piece of that metal and he cuts open his hands to let it start to bleed out. As the blood drops and ingrains itself into the ruin that was created, it kind of almost, it hits the ground and it kind of takes the texture, the the look, the style of stone as it etches in and becomes one with the rune and then you watch as that energy somehow disperses there's a huge pulse and everyone kind of like almost loses their footing for a second, anybody in the area at this point Tompkins and Eleanor stand up and turn around and start watching to see what's going on a tent door flies open and the guardian comes out to see and all of the stones on their uh, gauntlet are kind of pulsating and kind of matching the rhythm of whatever energy seemed to be overtaking the area. 
and it becomes it grows and it grows and grows and then the energies of the ritual weaken the metallic lines that make up the runes and binding circle begin to fade and their essence dispersed by the winds that begin to howl in the center of the ritual suddenly the arrogance of your decision becomes apparent Brummelstone. whatever you think you know of your brother however you think of him you have underestimated his true nature as the winds grow and begin to howl and whip and lash you can feel Roberto kind of take the area more and more Roberto is not just a friendly ranger of the forest he is not simply your younger brother in this moment all of you see Roberto for what he truly is an elemental. You full metal alchemisted him! <laughs> a primal being that's existence is the core of reality. As the chaos grows stronger, as you all find ways to brace yourself before the battering winds that threaten to destroy everything around you, as you've unleashed the entirety, the essence, and the potential of Roberto, you feel for the first time the core of Roberto's very being. The Guardian finds their footing and begins to do something very drastic. They reach their gauntlet, and you can see all these energies whipping and crackling in the in the stones. And that's when Gunther steps forward. He fights through the wind, flying debris, until he reaches Brummelstone. He looks up at you, and with a wide grin filled with pride that ends with a smirk, he shouts above the storm and tells you, Don't you worry there, son. I had a dream about this. I told you. And then he pulls the pendant from under his shirt, and he screams into the winds. He's like, Roberto, I guess you ended up being real or something. I don't really know exactly, but I need you to throw a bit of, I'm going to throw you a bit of rope and I need you to accept it. I don't know what's going to happen to you, but I can help your brother bring you home. Do you, do you want to come home, son? Do you want to come home? Are you coming home? If I open the door, you're going to walk through it? Yes. Come on, Roberto. Come on. Yes. Gunther rips his pendant off and then throws it into the winds. He goes, you bring that back to me, all right? And the pendant gets swept up into the eye of the storm that's building in the area, continues to build, and then suddenly divine energy, calm and centering, begins to etch itself into the runes, reinforcing them and giving them the stability they need. Roberto, you can feel a focus as your spirit starts to pull itself towards the center of the ritual. Do you follow the pendant? Yeah. The pendant flies high into the sky, and for a moment, you worry that it's been lost. Then, the skies open, and the sun fills the fields once more. This was the middle of the night. This was well past midnight, but now it's literally the dawning of a new day, and a glimmer catches your eyes as the pendant flashes and spins until finally it falls, perfectly catching around the neck of Kilrum, the husk that's been sitting there in the middle. And a moment passes, and then the winds gather together and crash into the metal, lifeless body of Brummelstone Summit, giving it vitality and strength. All the winds rush in, fill, lift the, the body up, and the body stands at full height, dependent of the dreaming tree hanging from its neck. It looks up at all of you, and it says... I'm back, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> and then he watches <laughs> Kilgrim kind of crashes into the ground, but when it stands up, it is clearly not Kilgrim. You don't need to see this body to ever have a doubt in your mind that this is Roberto, and the pendant hangs from him. And then Gunther kind of wipes his forehead, and he pulls out another pendant, puts it over his neck, and he's like, whew, and just takes a seat, and it's it's dawn. Uh, Vasa pokes her head out. Of the tent, she's like, oh, man, the wind's um, 
They really wrecked up the room in here, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, what's that? God. What's that? And then she like comes out, she approaches. <laughs> it's me! Grovelstone hugs his brother. He hasn't been able to for a while. So, quick question: Do I have Kilrim's body? You have Kilrim's body for the moment. Like you're, that's what you're going to look like. But um, yeah, I mean, you kind of you see the wind gathering in him, and he's obviously got what you're what you're seeing before you is is kind of interesting because you can feel the essence of Roberto, uh, but he's obviously bonded with something that was previously very much a part of Brummelstone. But not only that, you can feel kind of the pulsing of this like soft, calming, divine-like energy that comes off of him and seems to be helping, like, seems to be uh, helping him keep together. And then you watch as the pendant that was hanging around uh, Roberto's neck kind of embeds itself and becomes part of the body itself as well. Roberto, uh, Lassa gives Roberto a hug, too. Aww, I hug, I hug Lassa and I hug Brummelstone and I don't know who else is there. Or it'll be with him Hug us all. Yeah, yeah. Tin, Tin, seen the the new body. Heard Roberto. Uh, she, she'll look to uh, Tompkins and Eleanor and say, "Excuse me a moment. I it's uh, no, that, I yeah, to... go Tompkins. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the fire is out anyway. The storm that was Roberto's essence had put that out. And like I said, like you have seen Brummelstone summon before, and it has always been whatever. Like it's been Kilrum. It does not feel in any way like Brummelstone Summon anymore. Oh my god. Yeah, oh it goes up and uh, kind of like knocks, knocks him on the shoulder. Good <laughs> to have you back, guy. Aw, it's good to be back. I, I, I pulled Tin in for the hug. I pulled Earl B into the hug. I even pulled Gunther. Aww. Even ah! Gunther into the hug and like <laughs> hug everyone way too tight. It's like, okay, now we gotta get out of here. Let's do this. Shouldn't we can y'all do wait till more? Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the pendant, Gunther. I'm sorry that I will not be able to return it. No, don't lose that. I think that's like part of you now. Like it's like don't. Yeah, it's part. Of, it's like embedded in you. Yeah, but I think it's like your heart now. So like. Well, I mean, I won't lose it if you stick with us. I mean, you know, you could always. No, it's come stuck in your. I. Nah, we got stuff to talk about, I guess. But like, I'm. <laughs> Y'all, y'all need your moment. I don't want to intrude. This is a good story, and I last thing I would ever be accused of doing is interrupting a good story. Uh, go, go ahead and uh, Knox bless, right. Knox bless, and he, he walks away. Aww. that's the most useless <laughs> halfling has ever. That's the most useful halfling has ever been to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back, Roberto. Yeah. So, what's the plan? What are we doing now? Get to watch all of us die of old age. And Vasa just like sits back, <laughs> like sits back down to the ground. And His smile just like drops just like oh so i i have a feeling that the the best plan is probably brumblestones he's got a pretty good track record uh of good plans and his plan is to go to obrimos and oh, possibly kidnap <laughs> his plans i mean i was wondering Tim uh, looks over at Boss and is like, trust me, you'll get used to it. <laughs> so, there's a there's one person though, Brummelstone's plans are often second to this person really can bring the good plan time after time. 
and it's me. And my idea for that <laughs> is to just have Tompkins remake that room in the tower. We throw Rumblestone in it and makes another chronomancer. And then we go to the future this way. Grandmother, uh, that's that plan is dicey at best, I must say. Spoken like a true number two planner. Yes. <laughs> 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 but I it's do. fine I'm on board all I care about is keeping the nightmares from I... taking over the future and if you think that Obrimos is the place to do this I'm not I care sh- about results I'm not sure how the magic of the tower worked I've got a brief insight into it and it almost ripped my mind to shred um, but I don't know if we can just build one room or if Tompkins would build one room or if Tompkins will continue to be building any rooms here. I think our best bet is Obrimos. Obrimos is a world that, from my understanding, has been reset at least eight times or has eight different timelines. And with the gray being disjunct pieces of those timelines, there may be a place in there. There may be a place in there that we can reacquire or you all can reacquire a way to travel forward and a way to get to the timeline do we need to go back to where we were if we can go to before the dreaming tree is shattered we could save so many lives that's true i think i i think the plan here is that you all need to find what you can in the gray and get as close to it as possible. Okay, that Class is making sense. Uh, dust angels in the ground. <laughs> uh, tin, tin is... She's hearing these things and like doesn't know really how to feel about it yet, but she goes back to Tompkins and Eleanor. Yeah, they're like, I don't know if it's breakfast or if it's dinner. I don't know. I was kind of late. And, oh, hey! Do you need help restarting this fire? We don't know. Are you hungry? And Eleanor's like, he doesn't know what he's supposed to eat. Uh, Tim begins starting a fire and is like, well, just think about it. And they both shrug and sit down. Brummelstone would walk over to Vasa, who's making dust angels. Yeah. And Hi, Brummelstone. And he would plop down beside her and he'd go, you know we haven't lost, right? I'm pretty sure this is one situation I can't kill my way out of. That's true. But perhaps... I should still try? No. (laughs) But perhaps you should look at what the tools you do have. Now, if I I understand correctly... A completely useless hobbit. And knives. And knives? So... I think you're forgetting your best tool. It's the tool that got us this far. scimitar. No. Your leadership. Your past. There's no leadership, Tompkins. I mean, sorry. I've been thinking about him a lot. Force of nature, I understand. Force of of habit, I understand. There is no leadership anymore, Brummelstone. Like, there's nothing to lead out of here. Like, what do you mean? What isn't there to lead? Is this it? Is this where you die? Is this where the mighty boss is? Yes, that's what I. Yes, that is where we are now. 
The future's already gonna change. Tompkins isn't going to build a stupid tower. Tompkins isn't even gonna be become the dream dream slave that he was. We were on the path and we're off of it. Not just off of it, we're almost a century off of it. It's funny to me. You see a blank page and you see the end. I see a blank page and I see an unwritten book that sits in front of us. This is a chance. I'm stoned. I hate books, please. I remember someone who wrote a book, wrote a story to the library. I think uh, I think about three floors up. That was you. Seem to remember that you've experienced Obrimos in the past. Yes. So you would have insight. You would have wisdom on how to move around there. Wisdom that I don't even have. I don't think we should bring our problems to that world. That Vasa over there, she's she's doing good things. She's accomplishing something. She's she's getting it right. We should we should leave her alone. Let's not bring our mess to her. Well, this is the quickest I've ever seen you give up. This isn't quick, Brummelstone. It's quick. This isn't quick. This has been almost how long we've we been at this a year? Have we been at this a year? Um, it, that would be a fair estimation. It's hard because Rolanus has been so uh, messy when it comes to time. Yeah, there's like one of those time dilation things that you see in uh in that in that movie with M- Michael McConaughey. There's like the time dilation things. Is how I imagine it. And then this last like it's not quick. We've been at this for a year. A year. Yeah, I'm not talking and about how long. Time, no, no. Every single time I've held on. We've pushed through. All of that for nothing. It's not giving up. It's not giving up, Brummelstone. It is giving up. What do you mean for nothing? Look where we are. Look yes, where we are. look where we are. Look what you we know have what? to work with. You're not looking past. You're looking at where we are. What you need to look at is when we are. Do you know who's yes, died? Yes, exactly when we are. Yes, do That's you know who's of died problem. of torment? Who, do you know how many shards have been lost? Here's the answer to both of those questions. Zero. Zero. Zero people have died. This timeline is much brighter already. It's about to be a lot darker. But it's not going to be any brighter if you just lay there. What? Hmm? It's And it's not going to be any brighter if you kill Tompkins? I'm not sure what oh, you're I'm not going to kill him. Because that's too quick. You just, I'm going to make sure that if I'm not happy, he's... So let me understand this right. You've it been given the be chance... Too easy. It'll you... almost be too easy because he's so tiny, and you think I would feel bad, but I, 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 I'm confident I won't. This is the first time you've gone back in time. Okay. And what did you do the first time you went back in time? I don't. I mean, technically, what? I technically that Vasa ran for no, her no, life. No, no, stop! And... Stop with that. Oprimos doesn't believe in that. There is one Vasa. There may be multiple iterations of her, but it's still you. And that Vasa did what? And you and you did what? Take ownership. I ran from a dying city, got pulled into the gray, and then brought the city back to glorious life. Yeah, you rebuilt a city. So the same Vasa who rebuilt a whole city. 
refurnish life on Oprimos, who brought back, from my understanding, what is, at least in my timeline, has been the greatest library and is one of the most protected and safe cities. One of the most brightest spots in all the timelines of Oprimos is going to lay on the dirt and make dirt angels and slowly kill Tompkins or slowly kill someone? That doesn't seem like you. That's not the Vasa I know. Have you been replaced by a doppelganger? Are you tormented? We're almost done. We're almost done. Just, just stop, okay? No one to stop. No, you've said enough. Just, 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 just let, just. <gasps> I get it. And Vasa sits up. He goes. They're gonna need you. They're gonna need you a lot. Is look at me. And then Tompkins walks over. Hey. She just like slaps some some of the dirt that she's been getting, so that just completely wipes into his face. <laughs> what? I can come back. <laughs> that that might be for the best, Master Tompkins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, yeah, don't worry about it. And he just <laughs> wanders off. And then she kind of puts a hand on, on Brummelstone's shoulder. Thanks, Brummelstone. Well, I want to say one thing. I'm not going to apologize to him. No, I don't expect you to. <laughs> the boss, I know. Now I know you're not torment. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say this, but you're right about a few of those things. It is on Tompkins' timeline. The shard getting the knocks or getting the Dream King patches. So I'm not going with you. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to try to fix what I can. Look. Rumblestone. We've gotten this far because we've been together. We can't do this without you. You definitely can do this without me. We definitely cannot. I want you to look at one thing. One thing for me. Think of all the battles we've been in. And I want you to think about that which you hold probably second most year in your in your life <laughs> the crystals how many who used the most crystals rumblestone i mean it's not about just, that just answer the question maybe more i mean it's mostly the team's fault because the team just really doesn't understand their own ability to, to handle damage i mean they have healing i, I just, know they I, have healing i understand that i understand that, <laughs> I understand that but them. they never even thought about it they just thought there was a way out and just immediately used it we're going that <laughs> we're going that who used the most crystals? Brumble it was stone, me. There is... It was me. We don't have any more. You need to go there. Roborto needs you. Roborto? Have you seen Roborto? Have you Brumble looked stone... at him? He's no longer my little brother. Brummelstone, there's nothing to salvage here. You saw Tompkins. You saw what he's like. And you saw the path that they've set him on by telling him, quote unquote, that Eleanor dies. There's nothing to salvage here. You don't seem to understand. I keep saying this, and maybe you aren't in the room, but Tompkins is a piece. Look, I may not be the piece of the puzzle that fits in, but I can come damn close. How will you tell Roberto that he's never going to see you again? If we go to Abrimos, if we somehow pull through and go forward, if we return to some future that's intact, it will mean that somehow you succeeded and that what you just passed away quietly a thousand years ago? I lived for a long time. Who knows? 
Maybe I can, uh, you know, build Mercurius up. He goes, look, the thing that I, that I do know is that out of the group, one of us can speak to elementals. If the forest is here, if the spirit of the forest is here, I can hunt it down. If I also can dream, so I can try to find the Dream King patches as he exists in this time, and maybe we can better fortify. But you need to go to that timeline. Tompkins isn't returning. I think it's clear. I'm amazed they're not gone now. I was sure they were going to run off. And Vasa just kind of like, she like wipes, she claps some dust off of her hands and dirt. She stands up, she says, this isn't done. But anyway, I think we should just, uh, I think this deserves to be a conversation in front of the group. Yeah, I will agree with that. While they had been having that conversation before Tompkins had wandered off to Vasa, uh, Ten would have been um, And can we do this where, like, he comes back and he's got, like, dirt all over his face and he's like, you don't have to worry about the fire. I'm not too hungry. I guess I just (laughs) am worried about interruptions, but... (laughs) Oh, no, there won't be. You'll you'll have your time. Uh, It's more... Okay. Ten kind of is... has noticed the state of everyone. Everyone is very disjointed right now. Um, So... The only thing that she really knows is that is that she doesn't know very much. And so she looks to Tompkins and says, um, Tompkins, I would like to know more about how you became the architect for this project and more about your skills. Because though I honestly don't know what path my group will take, our paths could not, are potentially not going to cross again. But I do know that you have knowledge of things that could be potentially useful to us and my group. And so even if we don't meet you in the future, if we get back to the future, I would like to learn what I can from you now. And he looks around and he says, Eleanor, um, do you mind if I, if I talk to talk to her for a minute? And Eleanor looks really confused and she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I, I need to talk to her. And she says, um, you're totally telling me after this, but sure, I guess let's pretend that you're not going to tell me right after. And she gives him a look and he's like, okay. <laughs> and she gets up and walks away. And, um, he sits and he says, um, I guess let me tell you that I think it's pretty, it's become pretty obvious that we're not staying. Um, and we're not traveling with you. If I say that honestly, can we still continue talking? Are you going to talk me out of it? Tin, Tin says, and if I can be honest with you, I've never been good at convincing anyone of anything. So oh, that's great. all I. Oh. That's all I, I thought you were going to lie to me. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, how much do you guys know about me? I think I I mentioned it before, but um, and you might have caught a glimpse of of it. Uh, I will say that there's been a lot of chaos within our group, so I think what you know of us and what we've presented to you has been a little chaotic because our group is in chaos right now, but as for what we know of you, um, when we met you, you really didn't have very many memories, and it's been slowly coming back to you. So we do know of Eleanor. We don't quite know what happened to her. Um we know that you're the architect, that you complete this tower. Um, 
you are insanely important to our group to navigate the tunnels and you also are um, important to um, the dreaming tree and or to mercurius which uh is attached to patch attached to the dreaming tree anyways uh in our timeline he's the king of dreams oh okay Mm -hmm. and it, it all connects together like the round the round oh yeah the rounds do you know okay i guess so you want to know stuff that i know that could help you and i want to know about your history too because i think our group has slowly been piecing it together but i'm afraid we haven't been doing it fast enough and i'm concerned that we're heading into battles and trials that we don't have the proper knowledge to face. And I think that the Tompkins that we knew was slowly, you know, regaining that knowledge, but you're here now and you seem to have everything intact going on. So, um, yeah, what's, what's up? How's that going? Um, why? How's that going? Sorry. <laughs> I'm like so bad at Oh, I love no, it. Um, so... Is the stuff I'm going to tell you stuff that you're going to tell other people? If it's necessary for my group to know, I'll tell them. But are they going to tell people outside the group? Or are they going to ever write it down? I don't think anyone's supposed to know. Tin thinks for a second and she goes, um, you, you don't know me in this timeline, but... Can I tell you something weird, though? What? I feel like I trust you. I I was going to say that I've already taken an oath for something that I hold very seriously and I take promises and oaths very seriously. So what I can do is uh, swear to you that any knowledge that you give me will be used only to save the worlds that we need. Only in the most dire of circumstances. Okay. Um... Well, I guess if you're asking about me, um, he looks around and he says, I, I'm the last architect. Did you know that about me? I knew that the guardian had called you the architect. I don't know what that means. So, um, my parents are very old and... Um, I don't really see him much anymore. I haven't, I, I only think I told him I left. Sorry, I get distracted. Um, but they call me the architect, but they don't realize that I'm the last architect. And what I mean by that is that my, technically my parents were the architects. Oh, um, <sighs> um, we were the ones, my, my family and I were the, uh, I mean, I was there when they did it, but, like, they were the ones to discover the rounds. Do you guys know what the rounds are? Yes, it's what's allowed us to travel. But do you know what... Worlds. Do you know what they are? They're... Portals between worlds? Sort of. Um... So you guys seem to know what the Dreaming Tree is. Yes. I was always taught that there's not... 
I guess there's technically two. I don't really know how to explain it, but like there's like two worlds. There's the dreaming world and the waking world, but they're really the same world. And you're kind of in you're kind of in both always at the same time. And so the reason that you can travel through those tunnels, the rounds, is because you can't see the roots of the dreaming tree. You're really walking the path of the roots of the dreaming tree because the dreaming tree connects all the worlds together. And my my parents and I were the ones that had first discovered that. My parents are. They know a lot. They know a lot, a lot, because uh, they and everyone else like them were the architects, and um, they're very old. And they were responsible for building things like um, worlds. Your parents built worlds. Yeah. Um... And once they had done the things they were supposed to do, they didn't really understand what their purpose was. And they were the last of themselves. Um, And they decided to essentially create one last thing. So they they created um, me. And they created... I mean, they... I'm like, I was like their baby, so they created me, but like, you know, like biologically. But um, they also <laughs> decided to make the Quintel and fashion them after me. And then they decided to make themselves look like me. Um, and that's why they call me the architect, because I'm technically the last one. They put a lot of their effort into making the quintel and they passed down the knowledge of the rounds so like that that weird guy that like talks a lot and seems really annoying and get I don't know whatever his name is he um he probably knows about the rounds too like all all quintel know about the rounds uh, we're not supposed to tell anybody cause it's kind of like a just like a deep secret but, um, Do all Quintel know them as the rounds? Yes. Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so no one lied. Um, Gunther lied to us. Gunther lied. To us. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, he gave God. us. A- I'm so confused. Were, were Tomkins' parents like the first hobbits, and they literally made the race of hobbits? Is God. is Tomkins like a like a demigod or like a god's son? I think They're Tomkins like is god. a demigod. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tompkins is AI. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's Macaulay Culkin. Although he's definitely going to outlive Elmar, so he, he's going to be unhappy in the end. That's good to know. <laughs> so that's why I'm so wow. good at building stuff because like they don't need people. They don't need people to put stones on top of stones to make this tower. They need somebody that can bring life to the tower in essence and protect the the well so that's why they called me in because they were afraid that just using stones wouldn't wouldn't stop it um I don't know does that help is that gonna help you guys where's God I have several more questions uh, <laughs> <It's> like yes <laughs> uh where do your on what planet or where are your parents? Like, where are they located? Yeah, Kyle. That's probably the only <laughs> thing I'm not allowed to tell you. 
they left some um, some tombstones, some grave markers on Obrimos, and then they left to another world. So, uh, I guess, okay, so Tin... Yeah, because, like, Tin, as everyone probably knows, Tin is really just not that great at, like, lore and history and stuff, so um, she's... Um, remind me again of what the well is and why it's important that it's protected. People keep mentioning this well, and I believe that's what the tower was protecting, which we weren't even interested in the first place, but what's in this well? Well... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I can ah! tell you, but I will tell you two things. First, you can't go after it. Um, you okay. have to promise. Cause I promise. It's and a time second, <laughs> if you did try to go for it, the guardian would rise against you and they, they would like murder you. We've literally spent the past four episodes not wanting the well. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, if I tell you, you gotta promise not to. You can want it, you just can't go for it. What if it's an undo button? The, <gasps> right? So you promise? Yes. Okay. So, there's been a lot of trouble here on Rolanus regarding the well and a lot of like wars fought and all these crazy things happening. Because the well is basically what it sounds like. It's a small uh, little like water hole. It's a well. Um, but if you drop a coin in the well, you can make a wish. And it will grant your wish. Shit, guys. And that's caused a lot of problems when people found out what it does. So we're trying. they're trying to find a way to keep people from being able to access the well because it's there's something about I don't know how much you guys know about the way Rolanus works but Rolanus Rolanus is a story that was being written and the story was given life in the form of a world and that that means that the it, it's kind of it's it's aware the 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 world is a story and thus wants story. And so the combination of that with this wishing well means that it's infinitely more powerful than anything else on on the planet. And as people discover this, it becomes more and more dangerous for it to simply be out in the open. Right. So I, I just promised that I wouldn't tell anyone about this, right? Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Great. And like I said, it's for the best anyway, because if you did try to go for it, the Guardian would have to become involved. And that's why the Guardian's here. The Guardian doesn't know how to build anything. Like, they're really useless when it comes to, like, craftsmanship, uh, back and forths, uh, making, like, like group think tanks. Uh, they are insane when it comes to summoning the Elder Spirits and wiping the face of Rolanus of anything that threatens it. So... Yeah, it's a really good thing you promised that. And they're not. I know that like there might be something in your head right now that's racing through, and going like, "Well, now we got to talk to the guy." Don't like. <laughs> they're not gonna let you use it. Like, if they think you're gonna use it, they've already warned us. Like anyone that tries to make a move on it or tries to ask about it will be removed from the premises uh, one way or another. They did this thing where they looked at you, and they're like. And it's like totally a threat. So 
Tin Tin thinks for a second, and she, uh, she goes, "For now, I believe I have one more question." Sure. Um, is it at all possible for someone who is not a quintel to navigate the rounds? So, technically, yes. But here's here's the thing. Imagine the most impossible maze you could ever concoct. Then imagine that you were the best maze maker in existence. You still couldn't make something as difficult to navigate as the rounds. People like me are really like the only ones that know how to walk through the rounds. And maybe they could teach you. I've never tried to teach anybody. Like, we're not supposed to teach anybody. But um, that's something fun. Uh, I can throw, I, since I feel kind of bad that I'm not going with you and I'm changing maybe a, a thing or two in your future, uh, I'll share this this last piece with you. Um, all Quintel know each other. We all talk. We all walk a lot and talk and share. We know what's up. Like, Got like a secret handshake and everything. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tin uh Tin says uh Tompkins, obviously, um again, the you that I'm talking to now um might not know quite exactly everything that uh, my group has faced or quite the uh the severity and uh importance of our quest. Uh, what I would request what I would request is that I could speak with my group and let them know of this knowledge of the rounds um, for the sake of it's how it's the information we absolutely need to know. Um, oh yeah. That's, that's fine. That makes sense to me. So she does little finger guns. She goes, be right back. Well, you going to tell uh, them the dream, the dream, the dreaming tree part too. Cause that's like cool information, but it's not necessary. I'll just tell them everything <laughs> except for the well. Okay, that's fair. Um, hey, before you go, uh, I'm going to go grab Eleanor, and we're going to head out. Just, and like, just, like, give us, like, an hour. Just give us an hour. Yeah, I, I really worry that you're going to go back, and then there's going to be an explosion of decisions made of, <gasps> but wait, like, you guys seem like a really inventive group. I'm sure one of you is going to think of a reason why I can't leave. He just kind of smiles, eh? I know okay. that my decision probably doesn't make sense to you. You guys are in the middle of something that is reshaping time and space, it sounds like. It sounds incredible. However, I literally cannot fathom the scope of what you're talking about. And all I can do is make the decisions that are, are right for me. And I know that that's I know that you, you, you all probably hate me. I know that you understand all this stuff on a way that I never will. And I am. Um, I don't know why, but I really like you guys. And um, it doesn't matter that uh, you all don't know me, this me, I guess. And it doesn't matter that I don't know you. I it is. And this isn't like an excuse to explain anything I just I'm really gonna miss you guys and I don't know why so I would just rather like to leave now before um we talk again cause 
I don't want to do this again, and I don't understand it, but I know it. So I'm going to go grab Eleanor, and we're going to leave. And I I hope that things work out for you. Um, Tompkins, I... We don't hate you. You are a part of our team, a part of our family. Um, and I understand the decisions that you have to make, because if I were in your shoes, I would make the same to save the, the person that I care for the most. Um, I just hope that if, by any chance, something in the future happens to change your mind, that you will remember us, remember this conversation, and that maybe somehow a different timeline, a different time, or on a different world that you find our group again. Because you're part of our group. Yes. And stands up and he says, I I don't know you, but I miss you. And he puts his hand out. Tin uh, grabs it but pulls him forward and hugs him. And he just kind of falls into it. And he hits, you could tell it's what he was hoping for. He just gives you like this really big hug. And then he lets go and he takes off. Capable of crying. <laughs> so, Thank God. Wishful thinking, Megan. Wishful thinking. Thank the architect. Um. Yeah. She. She knows that. Like. Um. She kind of. She's like. She knows that she's never been the one in the group <clears throat> that makes the big decisions, and so she's actually really like suddenly very very scared of. She hopes that the information that she's gathered is enough to help the group, but also she's terrified the fact of like that um she couldn't necessarily uh stop Tompkins. Technically she could. She's she's a master. <laughs> she's a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, right. You wouldn't even know. Shoot the wound. Shoot the wound. Won't even feel it. Won't even feel it. Just just look at the flowers, Tompkins. Look at the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy you shit. Look at the tower. Wow. Look at the tower, Tompkins. <laughs> We're gonna have a big field, oh. Tompkins. <laughs> oh my god. So Tin takes a moment to gather herself and also on some level she kind of wants to honor Tompkins' request to be able to have time to, to leave. Uh and then after a couple of minutes she stands and walks over to the group. Uh I don't know what everyone's doing right now, but Yeah, so you've all probably gathered like back in Tompkins' home. Because it's like kind of your your home base. You don't know where else you want to hang out. We live here now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. This is ours. Um, Can um, Roberto have taken Brummelstone aside before that happened? Okay. 
Well, it's hard because like Jane, uh, Vasa and Bremelstone were walking back. Oh, uh, okay. Then, yeah, so then you pull Bremelstone aside before you go in the house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, hey, Bremelstone, you know, like, thank you so much for bringing me back. Like, it's, you know, it's so good to be physical, have a physical form again. And I thank you for, thank you for that. <laughs> um, but I'm concerned because what happens with your other elemental? Is he just, is he just gone now? What's what's up with Killeram? Killeram was summoned from the plane of elemental. He and then he was released back. He's fine. He's just returned to from that from which he came. It's okay. His, so I just have his physical form. Yeah, he gave up that, and I gave up the chance to call him. Oh, I feel I feel bad that you had to sacrifice that for me. For family, I'd sacrifice anything. Well, what does that mean for you now? Like, well, I believe we're about to have that discussion. And then Gunther walks in. He like, walks past you guys. Gentlemen? Hello. And walks into Tompkins' house. <laughs> <laughs> Was he invited? <laughs> Is it, they're like vampires. They can't enter unless they... <laughs> <laughs> That was the one flaw the architects put in the Quinto in case they ever went rogue. <laughs> they can't invite themselves in. Um. So as I guess everyone's gathered or... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tin has the lovely job of breaking all Gunther that. Gunther jumps into the bed and kind of bounces. All right. Uh, uh, a bed, just a portal home, and he just kind of lays down. You know about portals, don't you? Anyways, she like whispers in her. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks to herself. Um, but uh, so she, she basically. Uh, Relays everything that she has just learned to the team, all except for the information regarding the well. Oh. Um. And essentially, <laughs> Gunther's like sitting there, like I know it's a lot, bud. It's a lot. <laughs> you told me you didn't know about the rounds, Gunther. Rude lie. <laughs> How dare you? We trusted you. You know, but I, I kind of like that. About so, uh, Tin, Tin says, is like, uh, I'm not going to stand here and say one way or the other of what we should do. I believe that we should discuss it as a group if we wish to continue as a group. But here's the information I've just learned that I think is vital for us knowing of how we should proceed. I think at this point, we, uh, from what we've been told, is trying to venture into the rounds to a different world without the assistance of a Quintel, would be madness. So whatever plan we have, we need to be, as we always have been, we need to be smart about it. Um, and then she just kind of... I don't know if that's traditionally our path that we've always <laughs> We're trying to make a good impression on the Quintel. <laughs> <laughs> so she, um, uh, she kind of just settles back down and, and waits to see what everyone else's reactions or thoughts are. On the information. Like the fact that Tompkins is a demigod. That yeah. explains why he's so freaking old. Well, then why is he so stupid? Tompkins could really have I used thought gods his were supposed god to be powers. powers. Yeah. The god of forgetting things. He's pretty things. powerful to create worlds and shit. 
Yeah, so Tin just, I mean, she, I mean, I think at this point doesn't have any suggestions or whatever what to do. She's really hoping that, like, someone else steps in and is like, here's what we should do with this information. Well, Brummelstone and uh, Vasa probably look like they've had a heavy conversation. What? No, Brummelstone looks light as air. Ertlebee would be like, (laughs) number two planner. Number four planner. What's with all the sad faces? (laughs) Wait, who's number three? Who's number three? Yeah. Who's number one? Tim <laughs> hopes it's Ertlebee thinks she's number one. <laughs> oh. It's actually Bradley is number three, but <laughs> <laughs> never gets his two. Bradley the cat, also, it was. Uh... Tin like, is thinking to herself that she's going to look through the exfoliation book to see if she has a, Ertlebee has a ranking of planners in the group. So Brummelstone would say, from the way you describe it, Tompkins' parents aren't dead. But if I know anything about powerful creatures who leave tombstones behind, it sounds like a puzzle. Which would push for more reason to go to Obrimos. I think the World Walker should go to Obrimos. And he would look over at uh, at Gunther, and he would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me? I'm just... uh... I'm like, um, what do you call oh, I mean, like a, there's a beautiful mural on the wall and I don't, don't pay no me no, never mind. I mean, I mean, what are you doing with the rest of your life? You want to, <laughs> want to join a team? Would you like to go on a date with Destiny? Would you like to build a snowman? <laughs> you ever dance with a devil? You know, <laughs> he kind of smiles. He's like, y'all finish your thoughts. I, I will chime in at the appropriate time. And he kind of just like leans back and smiles. I think uh, I I also agree with the idea of Brumos being the world that we know of with timelines to either get back to the one we are or uh, whatever. I think it would give us the best advantage to go there and figure out what to do. Why the long faces, you two? Tell them your plan, Brummelstone. Well. I agree with ten. And ten, I think you should not doubt yourself on number plans. I think, I think the World Walkers should go. I think they should travel to Obrimos and either check out the graves or check out the gray. And I think I should stay back here. What? And what would you say? What would you say effect, or what would your plan be with that? Well, we know Tompkins, we know the shards were put on Tompkins' timeline. A timeline which has been severely interrupted and destroyed, if not that. So I'm supposing, hear me out now, that I do my best to be a support team in this timeline. I do what I can to get to Patches and Dream King and warn him. I can also speak with the elementals. So perhaps I go out to the forest where we found the great spirit. Do you remember I translated? I think well enough. Uh, hopefully I won't get sunk into the ground again. Uh, and I try to commune with them and warn the concepts that this is what is being planned. I think this is the best I can do for you. I think we're at a point 
where we don't have a healer or healing crystals. Where I was the one who used most of the healing crystals. And this is what I'm going to do. And I can't speak for all of you. And he would turn to Roberto and he said, and I know you feel like you were put together or brought here to protect me. But I am no danger here. You were here to protect our family. And this is our family. So they need you to go with them. To show them Obrima. And to protect them. I don't like it. I disagree with this completely. You need to come with us. I also disagree. We will protect you. We will always protect you. We will always have protected you, crystals or not. And I mean, you know, like in terms, like I, I, and like I kind of, Roberto kind of takes a look at, you know, he lifts his arms like I'm, I'm feeling these new types of powers that I haven't had before. And, you know, like I would love to get a chance to test them out on you, protect you with these, you know. And um, I think, I feel like this decision, even though it feels like you've been thinking about this for a while, but I don't want you to go. And it's not completely, it's completely not a selfish decision at all. Why? It's for the good of the group. <laughs> Explain me, brother. Why isn't it selfish? Okay, I'm lying, but still, like, it's not, um, that's not the point. You called my bluff. Uh, <laughs> wasn't expecting you to do that. Um, uh, I don't know what to say. Almost don't. It's it's not about us. It's not about us protecting you. It's not about you needing protection. It's not about you being a a, a weak a point in 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 our in our net. It's about you being a point in our net, and we're we're stronger with everybody here. Here we are at one of the most at the greatest setback we face yet. We've already lost one member who I will not mention because he's dead to me, but. Now is not the time to further divide ourselves up. We are stronger together. We are stronger with you. What you've given to us is, should not be measured in foes dead, though you have left plenty. It is in your knowledge, your guidance. How many times have you guided us, to, through, us through a problem in a way that none of us would have solved without you? Your insight with the elementals, your insight on history and magic. It's not about you being a weak point in our net. It's about you being in our net. You are part of us. We need you. We can't just lose you here now. I feel like maybe that is a mistake in my own language. I'm still part of your net, but part of the net needs to be under the, ground, under the sea, and part of the net needs to be back on the boat. So let me be the part back here. It's a poor metaphor. Let me rephrase. <laughs> <laughs> poor metaphor, not. You are. <laughs> you are a, a metal leg, an umbrella, and with one gone, the rain will come. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. No, I've thought this over. This is where I can best serve us. We were asked in that forest by that same spirit by that um, 
concept if we would be willing to give up this. What we would be willing to give up to do these things. And this is my sacrifice for us. I'm not stopping here. Our paths just diverge. Perhaps I can build the brightest timeline here. What I don't understand is why you think you need to do that alone. If what you're saying is true, then theoretically, we could potentially all stay back here if that was what we decided to do and all work to prevent any of it from happening. It's what would be the point of sending us to the future if you were going to be doing the work to prevent it in the first place? Uh, Remmerstone, when I was in torment, it wasn't physical strength or hardiness that kept me going. You know that I used quite a number of crystals as well, including one for a death that wasn't even real. It was a different, more important kind of strength that mattered there. One that you have in droves. And Tin's right. It shouldn't be the case that just one of us stays behind. We could all work together. Or all of us minus one could work together. If we were to go to the future and didn't alter timelines, if we just ended up in the future, we'd have the problem that there were two copies of everybody. But there is a time period where there's one copy of each of you and no copies of Erdelby before we even entered the tower. If we could find a way to send me forward, I could kill the fake Erdelby and we could pick up where our adventure stopped before the tower even began. Now, I'm not saying this is the way I want forward, but it's an option. And I want to put it on the table. Well, even in that, the best use of our resources would be to send as many, yourself included, of us to Oprimos to get back to that point. This is why we need you, Rommelstone, because I hate thinking about this. This is like one forward, five back, six forward, eight back. (laughs) Only your brain has been able to carry this, Rommelstone. And there's so much of this, and there will be so much more of it moving forward. I agree with Tin's assessment. It's all or nothing. We're either all here or we're all in Abrimus. If you stay, I stay. And the others can do what they want, but they'll probably stay too. Tin is, like, absolutely slightly giddy that somebody even, like, was like, good idea, Tin. Is Tin a little bit neglected? Jesus. Tin gained inspiration. <laughs> from being recognized. <laughs> yes! I'm so excited! Okay. It's a big, it's a big day for Ted. What's this? It really What's this? Attention everywhere. Yeah. And inspiration's in the air. <laughs> so here's why I don't think you should all stay. The only thing that stops the nightmares or that keeps us and that has kept us together Um, and able to fight the nightmares in the real world has been because we are lucid dreamers. We are an oddball team because we were put together from worlds. Patch searched through worlds to find lucid dreamers. So, torment will come. 
what we can do is set up the best defense, stop him, and then when he does come, we need to be there to fight him off or it off. And so if we send our resources into the future, into the timeline, and only one of us stays back, then, you know, that's a better game. And not for anything, but it'll be in Vasa, you, a dwarf lives much longer than a human's. You do realize, Brummelstone, that if we somehow succeed in our plot in Obrimos and we get sent to the future and everything's exactly the same, all we'll know, all we'll know is that we left you behind to die for nothing. I would rather step out into a world that is unchanged with you by our side than see that it's unchanged and know that you're behind. Also, if your whole plan is to put little things into motion such that it builds so that a thousand years later we're ready for torment, then we should all stay. We should all just start a school uh, to, to basically pass down the mythology of lucid dreamers and the preparation for the one day the torment appears. And we can call it some, I don't know, the Illuminati or something. And it would just be a school. It would be a school for the generations where we collect lucid dreamers and prepare them for the fight. That, if anything, that would be a better use of our time. I don't know if we can make that school. And I mean, I, I made a city, so I have a little bit of... That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's true. But also think that in the gray, I don't know what what pieces are there, but there's a chance to even correct more than torment by going there. There's a bunch of ways... It's good to go to Obrimos, and it seems like we need to go send someone there. And it seems that this place is safe. What do you know of me, of my pack? I know that I can knock you out pretty fast and drag you with us. I can see that you've made up your mind pretty hard, haven't you, Brummelstone? I'm sorry, brother, but I have. Yes. You have to understand that when you first met me, I was a wizard. But I was never supposed to be a wizard. I was a miner. You know what we did? We looked at stone, and we chipped away to make tunnels to lead to precious gems and jewels. Let me do that. Let me do that with the time here. Let me chip away at time, create the brightest timeline that I can. Let me hold back Torment this way. And you attack Torment from the other end. And we will be winners. Can I propose a compromise? You can propose whatever you'd like. <laughs> um, you can do your little mining adventure here. We'll go to Obrimos, but we'll come, we'll come back and get you when we go, when we, before we go home. Deal? You have that opportunity. Take it. Lord, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be how it's going to work. It's going to work that way. We'll make it work. We're going we're gonna to make it work. We're totally going to make it work. Don't even worry about it. Brummelstone, I, I just don't understand this This need to be separate. As, as if the ability to go to Ogrimos is available to us technically at any time, um, as long as we have access to a Quintel and uh, who can who can guide us? Um, I just don't see 
why we have to separate our paths. Why can't we help you here, get things set up here, and then all join together uh, in the future? Like, let us, if this is, is the, if this is the mission you have set out for yourself, then let us help you here. My understanding is that Tompkins had a lifetime of memories, and that's where the shards were hidden. We need someone to replace a lifetime, then it would be all of our lifetime. And it would mean never seeing anything, possibly again. It would mean never returning to Cog, never seeing your family, never going that problem, or knowing what happened to them. That's a possibility. That's something that will likely happen. So I bear that responsibility, and I understand that I'm taking that risk, but I can't ask you to take that risk with me. I can't ask you to give up this for me for something that may not succeed well no robert uh Brummelstone, you've never asked the whole point is that you're trying to deny us the right to stand with you and i don't think you have that right you made decisions in yourself to stay and we have we can make the decision for ourselves to stay with you that's true this whole journey together has been that we are all risking never seeing the people we care about again. Now is not the time to suddenly think that we're not willing to continue to pay that price. My fear is that if we don't send anyone forward, if none of if all of us stay and torment does come back and we're unsuccessful, will the King of Dreams be able to find lucid dreamers? Will anyone be able there to fight Torment and gather shards? So it seems like the best bet. I'm sorry I didn't give you options here, and I, if you want to stay, I won't stop you. But it seems like the smartest bet is to divide. And the smartest bet, as sad as it is, is to part ways. How long do dwarves live? A great Probably many. not a century. What about our family on Albrimos? Or rather, our, the village that you told me about. The stories that you told me about your I mean, brothers and sisters and your cousins. They were all turned to stone. And we were, our mission was to avenge them. To find out the sorcerer who did the deed and prevent him from ever happening again. I need your help to finish that quest. I can't do it without you. Have you looked at yourself, Roberto? I mean, I've been working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're making some gains. I will say that. I don't think you do need me for that. I worry that if I do go to the Grey and find Gareth, that I would compromise the mission of returning to the future try to fight off that's not compromising the mission that is part that is the mission that is part of the mission that's our mission like yes we have to our goal has always been to save the shards but 
that's all the killing. What's his name? <laughs> Garrett. Garrett. That's right, Garrett. Garrett. Like we, that's been our quest. I mean, you know, we have to follow that through. We have to finish it. And if it if it's just so happens it's on the way, like we're all friends here. We will all, you know, we're a family now, and we will all help each other complete these quests. And no matter, you know, it's not so much like a side thing, or or it's not going to be in the way. It's part of it. I understand, but I've made up my mind. I'm staying. I can't ask you to stay, and I won't ask you to stay. In fact, I encourage you to go and return back. Particularly, and he would look at Ertlebee, you, and he would hand her one of the guns that he had gotten earlier, and a letter um, that is marked to Claiborne, because I owe at least one person an apology from Cog. And I think we're right. We are stronger together. And I think me leaving will be a weaker part. But no, I'm always there with you. No, I'm always there in spirit. And I will do my best set up for you anything that I can. This is the way that I best serve the World Walkers. It's not on the battlefield. It's not in the trials and tribulations that you'll need to go through. It's here, learning and using that knowledge to execute complex things that may take effect in the future. Push the tiny domino over so it knocks the proper one. We've misaligned the timeline. I don't know what we're going to do. Let me be a support structure. Let me do this so that we all may thrive. I'm asking that of you. Ritalby would take the gun and the letter without saying anything. And she'd like add it to her holster. So now she's got the, the full set. I don't know what to do, guys. <laughs> Tin, usually whenever she uh, doesn't know what to do, looks... Usually, is, looks between Brummelstone or Vasa to figure it out, and so Brummelstone's being his little self right now. So she just turns and kind of like looks to Vasa. Uh, Vasa has her arm crossed this entire time, and you know she has a very like serious frown in her face, and she's, clearly she's very unhappy with the direction this conversation is going. But after sort of Brummelstone says his last piece, and his words kind of hang in the air. She sort of, she just starts stepping forward, and then finally, when she stops in front of Brummelstone, she just holds out her hand. Go, oh. Brummelstone. Swear to God, you guys, do not make me cry a second time tonight. Brummelstone pushes past the hand and gives her a hug. Ugh, Vasa looks a little bit uncomfortable with it, but like very quickly, she like she she reciprocates and she hugs. She even like half kneels a little bit down to be able to hug him fully. And after a, like a solid hug, she just sort of like says for a little bit, you know, obviously hands on his shoulders, and she just says, you know, it has been an absolute honor to have walked this far with you. You have been far better a man as a dwarf than most men that I've met. And if anybody can show us a brighter future, I know it will be you. Oh, 
my god. And then she stands up straight and she steps back. Uh, Bromostone, yeah, would look at Vasa and says, lead them to greatness. I'll take care of our family. I know I can trust you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made me so emotional. <laughs> it's been a long week, okay? Uh, Tin can't cry, so, um. But, like, if you look, maybe her eyes are a little extra bright and glowy, and maybe, like, a tiny bit of oil. Ugh. Rubblestone would look at Tin, seeing as, like, eyes, you know, like, on the verge of tears. He would say, fly high and aim true. Oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) I know if anyone can protect the group, it's you. Don't discount yourself. You're strong, you're smart, and you're deadly. Give them hell. I will. And she hugs Bromblestone. Oh. Vasa, Vasa coughs and nudges Ertlebee. <laughs> <laughs> we already had our moment when I took the letter and the gun and. Ah! She hugs him. <laughs> I'm gonna see you again soon when I kill myself in the future. So, like, that's why I'm not getting really sappy, okay? But yeah, um, at some point after Ertlebee's like, oh, well, I'll see you, I'll see you soon. Um, Vasa kind of like coughs a little bit. Says, I think we should, um, I think we should give Roberto and, and Bromostone some time, and it motions for everybody to leave the tent, and, and strongly nudges uh, Murphy or whatever his name is. Gunther. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. And you just hear him like he cracks his back. Like in a, you ever hear someone crack their back or like their knuckles, and you're like, why? I, why would I want to hear that kind of sound? And he just he's able to do like the whole thing, like top to bottom. <laughs> Nothing like being thorough. Are we heading out. Out. Just out. Staring out at now. him like, let's go. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> scurries about with you. And uh, with that, the door closes. There's quiet, and there's just. Roberto and Brumblestone. I guess there's really nothing that, we can, that I can say to change your mind there. This is for all our goods. I'm sorry I have to lose you in this fashion. But know I'll do my best to communicate with you. Know that I do my best for what I think is right for our family. And know that I'm not in danger. And know that given you everything that I can to help you. And you're more than enough. Roberto, you've always been the better brother. You've always been the best of me, the best of my family, the best of any of us. So stay true. I mean, everything everything I know about myself and about like, my short time on this, on this plane, I've learned from you. You've taught me everything that I know. And just knowing that you're you know we're gonna be separated for an indefinite amount of time doesn't you know 
I'm not. It's hard, and I mean, you know, I know that you're gonna be safe in this area. I mean, logically speaking, we're the ones going out into danger. You're gonna be just pulled up here in this digging into into the earth. It, you're right. It is the safest possible place, and as your protector, it would it makes sense to keep the make you stay here. Uh, that being said, I don't have to like it. I'm not going to enjoy it. And it's going to... I'm going to have this emptiness that I'll carry with me for a while. Um, I know you're here and you're safe and that's fine. You don't happen to have any of those kind of spells that <laughs> will let us communicate over long distances, do you? I unfortunately don't. But you know, if you ever need me, Find me in your dreams. And let me give you one last thing. And Brummel pull, Brummelstone pulls out his, uh, his big uh, hammer. It's not a sledgehammer, but now I know the word. Uh, but he pulls out his... I guess it's a, a warhammer. Is that the right That's word? what you've been calling it, yeah. Yeah, so he pulls out a, his warhammer. He says, This has been passed down in my family for generations. This is the original Hammerstorm. This is our seal. This is our mark. This is our family's history. The, or- the original weapon made by the Hammerstorm for so many years that has fought through the giants and has taken us through the nightmares and so much more. Carry it on with pride. And as he hands it to you, the, the weight of that really sinks in because as just as it was just established, like, Maybe Roborto didn't know this a second ago, but if dwarves live for 400 years, and this hammer's been passed down for generations, not only is this hammer ancient, but the craftsmanship that is unparalleled, because this hammer, while it looks worn and weathered, it's seen the battles that, you know, you've been with Brummelstone. Like, it's seen battles, obviously, but you would expect a weapon of this age to hardly exist at all, and here it is. A little worse for wear, battered, but still a very serviceable weapon. This is, like, truly an honor. I I don't know what to say. I will hold this with pride, and I'll wield it with honor. I... this and think of all the generations of dwarves that have passed. I used to use it as my guidepost for what I would do. Quiet times of solidarity, I would hold this and let the weight of history sink in. The weight of those who've come before me and the choices they have made. Keep moving. Pass the hammer on. I'm sure I'll see you again. We will. We're coming back for you figure out how to get out of here no matter what Vasa says <laughs> we're coming back don't bite too hard brother listen to her so he Roberto would go over to Brummelstone and just like grabs his beard and just like rips out a tuft of it <laughs> and then like wraps it into a little knot and then like he also grabs like a piece of frayed string from his jacket and like makes a necklace out of it just basically like dismantling and t- Brummelstone's wardrobe. He makes a necklace out of freaking 
Brummelstone's beard. <laughs> and he puts it on. He's like, okay. This I got this to remember you by, and also the hammer. Next time, just ask. Ow! Oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's good. Hey, do you put this on yourself. That's because... true. I, I deserve that one, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And then I punch him a little bit too hard, just because, like, <laughs> I know you're making... This is... I know you're making the right decision. I don't like it, but... I'll come back. We're coming back. They vanish in the corners of my eyes And I don't know why, I don't know If they stay below or rise up to the sky But I'm letting go I'm letting go It's a history that never really grows I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never really blows, I'm letting go. So you ready to come with us, Murphy? And uh, Gunther kind of like is... There's a quizzical look on his face, but uh, he look up. He looks up and he says, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what? Wait, what? What are you talking? What are you? What? What's happening now? We move it. We're not oh gonna go. God. We are gonna go. We're not gonna go. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, are we gonna go or not? Are we though? Wait, why, why is everyone freaking out about it? I thought we were just gonna leave. <laughs> Top wow. dead enemy betrayal! Top dead enemy Top betrayal! Top dead enemy betrayal! Oh. <laughs> I don't oh know any God. of the feelings I'm feeling right now! <laughs> so conflicted! So conflicted! I, I was like, well, it was funny because I thought, I was like, Wes, shh, Gunther's about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like, no, 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 Wes, Gunther's, Gunther's turn. Wes, <laughs> you don't have a character anymore. Is that what happened? No, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no, but that means Brummelstone is truly not coming back. That was, that was great, guys. No wonder you took him, you took him aside and you did that ritual and stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh yeah, God. so Gunther is a cleric, and that's part of why Roberto has uh, divine-like powers now. Because Enzo, you, Enzo would hit me up and was like, I want to change my class. Roberto is a paladin now. Whoa! This is just like <laughs> such a twisty game to play. All the boys! <laughs> my heart All can't the handle this game. <laughs> yeah, all right, girls, next game, we're going to have our own twist. Turns out... Or it'll be intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boss, is, boss has actually been, uh, been pregnant the entire, the entire time. <laughs> He's just trying to beat the nightmares before she... So are you Erdelbin or Turtleby? <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 36, Needed. I want to thank all of you for making two years of World Walkers possible, as this episode was edited and published the week of our second anniversary. The World Walkers universe was started back in 96, but it wasn't until 2016 that I created a podcast, and on December 4th of that year that I published the first episode, The Tavern at the End of Dreams. Since then, there's been 90 episodes of this podcast, not including the bonus episodes on Patreon, such as the side adventure starring the World Walkers and the miniseries featuring my brother, Colossus vs. the World, where he attempted to conquer the Marvel Universe with little to no knowledge of said universe. Speaking of my brother, I was able to create a new podcast featuring him and a few of my other friends as they explore the steam-powered world of COG. In World Walker's Cog, their group explores the mysteries of the Forged, the Brotherhood of the Mountain, the empires that operate both behind the scenes and out in the open, and the people of the world caught in the middle. All of this is possible because of you, the listeners, and the members of our Patreon. Because of you, I've been able to turn the stories and adventures I've written and run into something much, much more. I'm able to share my worlds with everyone which is more than I've ever dreamed I'd be able to do. I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me. Thank you, all of you, for everything. I want to thank Kevin McLeod, whose website, Incompetech.com, is where a lot of this music comes from. Special thanks to Raphael Crux for his music as well. You can find his work at freepd.com. I've also got to thank Shane Ivers for some of the music that shows up in this episode. And as well, I've got to thank Alexander Nakarada. I've also definitely got to thank Josh Woodward uh, for some of the music that came in this episode as well. And as always, I have to thank Sirenscape for their sound effects. You can find Sirenscape at sirenscape.com. If I say that honestly, can we still continue talking? Are you going to talk me out of it? I'm sorry, my dogs are whining. Hold on one second. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> My ah. dogs are tired. Dan, you have dogs? Some tombstones, some grave markers on Obrimos, and then they left to another world. <laughs> so you see, aliens. <laughs> um. You see, architects. Architects. like 10 architects. Architect. <laughs> my crazy yeah. scientist. Hobbits. Hobbits. <laughs> I like that Tin is the one hearing all of this, and she's going to tell us, and be, we'll be like, Tin, you're crazy, yeah. girl. Yeah. Whatever, Tin. Whatever, Tin. Tin, what did they give you? You weren't. Um, we were going to be doing the work to prevent it in the first place. Good point, Twin. <laughs> twin? Tin. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto, when I was... Oh, Vasa seizes her reflection whenever she looks at Tin. <laughs> I have to like, around, it's just like a shiny body, and I'm like, I'm other me. I don't know what to do, guys. I think we should send me back to the moment before we went into the tower. And I'll shoot other Ertleby. She'll die. And we pick up from there. <laughs> It's pretty intense. Holy shit. I shoot that. her with my four guns. <laughs> twice and twice. And I'll tell everybody to watch out for the tree trunks. 
And then the rest of you can sit here with Brumblestone for all eternity, guilting each other variously. (laughs) (laughs) 